Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hello, and welcome to the Mentoring Lab Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. Sarah and Kelly. How are you this week, Kelly? I'm doing pretty fabulous, Sarah. It's been a good week. It, again, went by so crazy fast, but it was good. So I'm feeling great. That's good. I'm feeling a little under the weather today, but I'm still trying to be positive about it in high spirits. But I was just telling you yesterday, I just, I felt great. And I did so much and I woke up this morning and I just, I can't get over it. I feel like I'm hungover, but I haven't had anything to drink in almost 75 days. <laughs> I just feel just very dizzy today and hot. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my body, but anywho, so anything new, anything exciting with you? What's been going on this past week? Yeah, it's been exciting. Um, regular week, new ideas, new projects, um, new processes. You know, I feel like I am obsessed with future work these days that everything I'm doing, I'm finding a linkage to future work because everything is so related and just thinking about how are things going to be different? What do we need to be different? Um, doing differently? What are the things we need to think of? And I won't go too much into it because that will dovetail nicely right into our conversation. So let's, um, do you want me to talk about my win and my loss now? Sure. Let's you, get in. Yeah. So my win, which I'm super excited about is I did a, it's called a three-day refresh and um, it's not a cleanse. You eat five times a day. So eating, drinking, just um, focus specifically on this program for three days and I lost seven pounds. So, um, I know. And, um, it has a maintenance plan. So you don't just lose the seven pounds and go back to your normal eating. What it does is it helps get all, I call it the icky, get the icky out of my gut, you know, from eating my favorite peanut M&Ms and my, um, chocolate chip cookies that I love. So, just, you know, over time when you're eating um, those foods, the Popeye's fried chicken that I love, oh, it's spicy, but it's so good, but it's just not good for my body at this stage of life. So yeah, I, I thought you to. were giving up spicy food. I thought we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, I have. I have because it hurts. So um, it hurts my side. So I have not had the spicy food. I still love the commercial and I salivate over it, but I'm not eating it because it causes pain to my body. So it was just good to do the refresh. And like I said, get the icky out of my gut. I literally just felt like my whole body had been cleansed and the ick was gone. So and plus seven pounds. So now I'm following the maintenance plan and I'm eating healthy and I am not having that pain in my side right now. So I know it is 100% attributed to what I eat. So it's just part of life, Sarah, that's all. Um, and then for my loss or my learning, I was recently, I, I tried it before, but I couldn't get it connected. But I have recently discovered how to connect to um, the library for audiobooks. And it's like, ah, you know, the heavens opened up. I have all these books that I have access to and I can listen to them while I'm walking around and doing things in the house. But what I had not known is when they give you the, your book is due back soon notice, that's like tomorrow. <laughs> it's not, you have another gotcha. week. It's tomorrow. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, I lost about one hour listening to the book I had, but I know now that when you see that warning, you better hurry up and finish that book because there's no other warnings. No, it's going to be gone in an hour. It's, it's just gone. So 
that's my learning for the week is um, learning to better manage my time with my audio books that when you get it, I think you get it for three weeks and they're serious because at the end of three weeks, they take it back. So that was my win and my loss for this week. So you don't know how the book ended? No, I don't know how the book ended. <laughs> was it like a fiction book or a nonfiction? No, it was um, Brene Brown. Okay. Um, Daring, Daring to Lead. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. That's it. Yeah. So I had already heard the majority of gotcha. the book. Gotcha. Okay. That's, I guess so that's, a, that's a little bit better because if it's nonfiction, it's like, how did this story end? You know, like watching a movie and not being able to see the very ending of it. Oh, <laughs> that would have been tragic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been tragic. Cliffhanger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what about you, Sarah? What's your, your win and your loss this week? So my win is I had mentioned a while ago, uh, I guess a few weeks ago, I was kind of disappointed when it, you know, had a bunch of crap in our garage needed to get cleaned out. We actually got it all cleaned out, all very organized, um, just a small few things left to do, but the majority of it is all gone and cleaned out. I'm so just excited and relieved over that being an adult, right? Getting excited over the little things, just getting excited over being organized <laughs> and getting rid of junk. So that was a pretty big win because that was a big endeavor that we have been putting off for probably a couple of months. So that feels good to get that done. But my loss for the week, I guess, it has just been a really shit week. <laughs> like it just, you oh, name I'm it. So sorry. <laughs> it was, you know, started a week over a week ago with our hot water heater leaking all over our basement floor. And then them coming to fix it and then discovering we had a gas leak in the house. So they had to have turned the gas off. And it was just so much things one after another that just went wrong. And I guess that's really what my focus and my efforts were on this list past week is just getting right with all that stuff. So that was just really a loss and just, again, adulting, right? Taking care of all of that crap. And I had a couple of moments where I almost lost it, not being anger or anything, but almost in the virtual, virtual, you know, getting ready to cry just because it was out of sheer frustration from last Saturday moving forward. Every day, it was like something new was being thrown my way. But I have to say, um, the one day I did was on the verge of losing it. I got my shit together. I got my mind right. I'm like, this is what's within our control. What's not? Let's deal with it. So here we are a couple of days later. We have a new hot water heater. But yep, so that's been my week. So when getting everything cleaned, organized, lost, just one crappy thing after another happening to us, but we got through it. Awesome. I'm so happy for you. Today's I'll share, and then we can go right into the toast. I'll share um, is a salted caramel, Ooh. which I thought, oh, I know that sounds, sounds interesting. Delicious. So I'm looking forward to it. So let's get into our toast if you're ready. Yep. Let's see. Here's to our wins. Here's to our losses. Here's to one day being our own bosses. Cheers. Cheers. That was very good. Ooh, okay. Woo, just smooth, a little kick. Very okay. smooth. Yes. Right. Yes. I like that. You didn't make that uh, face. I, that, yeah, that face. Like, <laughs> no, that you other. had a smile. Yeah, it was good. I'm trying to think. Salted caramel. That I mean, that was really good. I'm trying to think of what I would pair that with if I was going to mix it with something. Mm -hmm. not, I'm not sure. Um, if anyone has any ideas, feel free to drop us a note. What would you mix with the salted caramel? I mean, maybe, um, I don't know, Coca-Cola would be okay. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking, a Coke, a nice yeah. ice cold Coke. 
yeah, <laughs> with that. That. <laughs> that that could be good. So anyway, that was that was I really like that one. So I'll have to try that one again. Um, especially now it's summertime, the pool is open and um, my hammock will be up soon. So we will be enjoying the fresh outside paradise that we have in our backyard. All right. So getting into today's topic. So we've been talking a lot from what future of work, working from home, the hybrid model, which is not anything new. A lot of companies have been doing that for years. It's, you know, the hybrid working model allows employees to work remotely when and where they want or as they wish, you know, meaning probably in a couple of months. I know with our organization, people are starting to return to work more um, on site because people are getting vaccinated. And I know me personally, I'm definitely looking at a hybrid model, which might only require me to come in the office one day a week, which I'm actually looking forward to that seeing other people. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I love working from home. I love my little office area, my little nest that I've built here at home. So, but... As we know from working remotely from this past year, there are a lot of challenges, right? Especially with communication. Um, I know in the past, I've worked with other people who have worked from home off and on, sometimes almost in a full-time capacity. And I, I had heard, you know, through other colleagues then, this was a few years ago, like they just felt disconnected, like they weren't part of the team. And so I actually kind of understood that better over the past year with all of us working from home, we're kind of like on the same boat. I know within my office and I think with communication, we've talked about it before you and I, Kelly, is there is a trying to think of how to describe this. Working from home, people can feel isolated. They can feel disconnected. They can feel unheard, right? So either with their supervisor, their chain of leadership, or even with their colleagues. Oh yeah, most definitely. And just Thinking about when we were in the office before, when we had um, like the star phone, you know, and remembering when the rest of the team, because we had people in different geographical locations and remembering to call in to connect the people in the oh, conference station. calls. Yeah. 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 See, conference calls. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's something that we just need to be cognizant about and think about going forward is when we're, ha- when we're working in this hybrid environment is um, making sure we're creating a culture of connectedness mm-hmm. and that it shouldn't matter where people are geographically sitting. They're part of the team. So you need to make sure, well, they have a responsibility also. It's everyone needs to be playing in the same game that we're all part of the team. It doesn't matter where we are working from, but we're all in the same team and we need to have the you know equal amount of connectedness. But I, you're right. From the previous telework environments, I could see it'd be very easy for someone to feel disconnected because they're at home by themselves and they're and they didn't have Microsoft Teams where you could um, video connect with people. Do you know what I mean? They would normally, like when I used to telework, I worked at home pretty much by myself all day. My form of communication was email and iPhone, right? right? So now we have the video, which changes the dynamics and it brings in a different level of connectedness with people. So it's incorporating that into however we're going to go forward to help people to feel connected and feel a part of the team. And it needs to be the change going forward. It needs to be the culture. It needs to be part of this is how we do business. So two of the challenges that did 
a reoccurring thing that have come up through us through conversation, a plus with other colleagues is communication connectedness. So that's what we thought we would touch on today in our mentoring discussion. So we'll kick off with communication. And I think you already led into that a little bit when you're talking about the connectedness is that being proactive for me, I'm, I try to be proactive with everything, but I really believe that being proactive is the best foundation for remote working. Like you've got to be proactive, especially when it comes to communicating and advocating for yourself. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had over this past year with uh, colleagues who I've worked with directly and indirectly, and they feel like they're not being seen or heard by their supervisor. They feel like their supervisor doesn't know what they're working on. And my question is, well, how are you communicating to them? How would they know? We all know some people, some supervisors are really great, are really engaging. Others are not. And unfortunately, we can't control how people supervise, right? No matter how much we would love to do that, we can't. So one of my big tips that I like to give is you have to be proactive So you need to reach out to your supervisor or team lead, whoever your first line is that you feel like you're not being seen or heard. And you need to set up a reoccurring time block with them. What does that look like? That really depends on your schedule and their schedule and what your needs are. I feel a 15-minute time block at minimum every two weeks. And this is where you could you know, discuss with them what you're working on, your project status, any roadblocks, any challenges you're having, this will help you be seen and heard. So what are your thoughts on that, Kelly? I agree with you, Sarah. Like I said earlier, I think it's a two-part responsibility. It's up to the individuals to be proactive, but it's also, I put a, a significant amount of the responsibility on the supervisor because it's up to me. If I was in the office, I would be walking around, popping my head in, seeing people. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't pop my head into a physical office, but I can pop my head into a Teams meeting or pop in with them. Or um, like you said, I really like the idea of scheduling 15-minute sessions, just a personal check-in. How are you doing? You know, are you struggling with anything? Do you need help with anything? And just keeping people connected and Knowing that I care and if there's any issues, I would like to help with them and that they can reach out anytime. And most people I think do, but I think that some supervisors and I'm not, you know, been in anyone in any groups, but in this environment, it changed us. It changed the way we did our business. And we got so inundated with back to back to back meetings, like I've talked about, you know, a hundred times. We don't have those 15 minutes in between to make a phone call and just check on something. Um, someone to see how they're doing. So what I would challenge, and this is going to be something that I'm going to put out there for myself and to others is make a challenge to yourself to reach out to five people a week, one person a day, someone on your team, someone not on your team, just reach out to them and just say, Hey, how are you doing? Send them an email, send them a text, you know, drop in on the zoom and just for the sole purpose of just checking to see how they're doing. Because if we were in the office, I would be randomly passing people in the hallway and say, Hey, how's it, you know, how's it going? How's your granddaughter or how's your mom or, you know, how's your Mm -hmm. son? How's your husband? You know, how are you? So I would challenge people to five a week, one a day, just reach out to someone just to see how they're doing. And um, I think it'll go a long way because it brings that connectedness and that feeling of someone cares. You know, I I worry about the people who don't have family or who are single, who have been alone this whole time. 
who don't have someone to check in on them to make sure that they're okay. And being um, secluded in their home all of this time, if it has impacted them in any way at all. So I, I think that, that, you know, one person a day, how, Hey, how you're doing? will go a long way for many people. And if it's something that we incorporate into our culture going forward, hopefully it could affect many. Yeah, Kelly, those are really good points that you brought up. I think it is very important as a team member or a colleague to keep those ca- casual conversations going, uh, or the chit chat, you know, like the early chit chat, if you show up to a meeting early and you would talk to someone and find out what's going on with them, either personally or professionally, we're kind of missing that right in a virtual environment. But just wrapping really quickly back up to what I was saying is some of us have really good supervisors. Some of us have so-and-so supervisors, right? They're, they could do better um, for various reasons they're not. But I really think it's important as employees, you have to be proactive and you have to advocate for yourself because if you don't, no one else is going to do it for you. So you need to make time to reach out to your supervisor and ask at minimum, hey, I would like to get on your calendar again. Maybe every week is might be a bit too much for them or for you, but at minimum every two weeks just to give them an update status on what you're working on, any challenges you've been having, just to keep them in the know. So when you have that midpoint appraisal or the end of year appraisal, there's been that ongoing dialogue, that communication between you guys. So nothing should come as a surprise. They should be having conversations with you during those 15-minute check-ins also of what they need from you and their expectations and vice versa. Some other things about being proactive. If you have a quick question, if there's a quick issue, if issues can be quick, to just call somebody or send an instant message. So whether you're using Teams in your organization, whether you're using Slack versus sending an email, because things can get buried in email. Trust me, I can be at an email for two hours and literally come back to like, almost 100 messages. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, this could have been just a simple call or it could have been a simple IM. Another way to be heard and to be seen in addition to having those conversations with your supervisors, but also quick questions, issues, just phone calls, IMs with your team members. And also, Sarah, another thing I was going to point out is um, using opportunities to connect with people, such as there's so much virtual training going on now. Take advantage of the um, virtual trainings, take um, advantage of the virtual gatherings to talk to people, to say hello, to connect, to obviously it could be something that the same topic that you're interested in, or it could be something that you're learning new, but just putting yourself in the environment to connect with other people, being there, like you said, being seen, being heard. And just, it reminds me of many, many years ago, it was a meeting, like a tri-service, new system software meeting that we were in. And it was all, everyone in the room was pretty much strangers, except for the one person that came with you. This one colonel, I'll never forget. I was like, she is so smart. I thought she was the host of the meeting, but she wasn't. She was just a normal person like me that was there. She went around to every single person in the room. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Hi, I'm so-and-so to every single... There were probably 30 people in the room. Every single person. She's the only person that did that. And it always resonated with me because every single person remembered her because she did that. And that's the same thing with this virtual gathering and virtual training environment when you're taking the training, you don't want to just 
be there. You want to be there. Meaning if you have something to say, raise your hand and say something. And um, you would think it may be easier in the virtual environment because you're not in the room with all the people feeling nervous. You can, you know, click, ask your question, click off. But anyway, take advantage of these virtual gatherings, virtual environments. Some offices are having um, happy hours or team building activities, anything like that, I would recommend show up, be seen, turn your camera on, let people see you, say hello. And even if it's just, hi, Kelly's here, or hi, Sarah's here, they hear your voice, they see your face, they make a connection. So it's that connectedness that I think is so important for people to embrace, especially as we evolve into the hybrid environment that we don't know what it's going to be like, but it's going to be what we make it. It's going to be what we contribute to it. It's going to be how we influence it to evolve it and shape it. So I think there's lots of opportunities to be embraced here and adopt to shape that environment going forward. So it's something that's healthy for everyone in the organization. No, exactly. And I like what you were just saying about like flipping your camera on, even if it's just to say, hi guys, I'm here is really be present in the moment, right? So whether it's a training, a virtual training you're taking, participating in, or whether it's a team meeting, focus on that. Don't be doing other work. It is so easy, especially if we have dual, you know, dual monitors set up to get sidetracked and not really be present, whether it's a meeting, especially if we're not presenting or it's not anything in our area or even training. I can't tell you, you were just saying you think it would be a lot easier I would think so too. As an introvert, I might say, eh, it's just as nerve wracking. But yeah, I'll be in a in a virtual classroom with 20 to 30 colleagues. And damn, it's the same three or four people that are speaking up every time. So it does make me wonder. And no one is flipping their cameras on either when they're asking questions. So it, it makes me, you know, just question a lot. But also just getting that presence, having your camera focusing on the meeting, focusing on the training, don't be doing other work. Also, if you're going to have a team meeting, you know, if it was on site, you would probably show up a couple of minutes. If your meeting's at two, you wouldn't walk right in the door at two. You might walk in the door a couple minutes early to get your seat at the table. Do the same in a virtual environment. Show up to the room a couple minutes early. Have that chit chat. Hey guys, how are you? What's going on? And yes, I was going to say for the love of God, but I won't. Once in a while, put that freaking camera on, just even if it's a quick, hey, how's everybody doing? I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I can't remember if we talked about them here. There are some team members I have not seen in over a year. They have never, ever put their camera on, not even for five seconds. So again, as we go into this hybrid model, you know, there's also you and I have talked about the fear of missing out. Like some people, you know, I might go in one day a week and the rest of my team might not even be in the office that day and vice versa is. So when you have the opportunity to be present, whether it's on-site or virtually, you need to make the best, put your best foot forward, so to speak. Be present. Or face forward. Put your best face forward. Yeah. yeah. In person, put your best foot Virtual, put your best face forward. I like that. But it's being present in the moment and taking advantage of it um, and just really being proactive. And again, you show your face once in a while so people don't forget what you look like. So Sarah, another thing that I would offer to people who may not be feeling connected, who are working or plan to be working in a hybrid environment is join other communities, join other groups, say yes to online events, 
use social media as a medium for connecting with people, follow up with people who say something in a meeting that is interesting to you. So you have technology at your fingertips. So I would just recommend use it to your advantage. And I know some people, everyone is different. Everyone is not an extrovert like me and um, would never think of just calling a stranger and saying, hey, I heard you say this in the webinar today or what have you. But what's, what's to lose, right? The worst someone's going to do is not respond. Don't take it personal because they don't know you or they will call you and you will establish a new connection. Someone else that you could talk to, someone else that is in this, you know, interested in the same things that you are. So I would say just take advantage of these so many um, opportunities that are there to connect with other people on LinkedIn, on Slack, on Teams, what have you. There's just so many opportunities. So it's, I think as we go forward in this hybrid environment, like I said, it's a two-part responsibility. It's the people and the supervisors and and actually maybe a third one. It's the whole environment that we're creating. So everyone has to do their part to shape it to be a productive and useful and connected environment going forward. We don't we have no idea. We've never done this before. We don't know what it should be, but we know what it could be and we should influence shaping it to be the best thing that it needs to be for our organization. Well said, Kelly. So as we wrap up, let me give a couple of my mentoring moment thoughts here. What we just talked about. One is it's really important to advocate for yourself, guys. You have to be proactive in your communication. I really feel like just overall being proactive is the best foundation for remote working. Reach out to your supervisor, get on their calendar, whether that's every week, every two weeks. Let them know the progress that you're making on your projects, on your tasks. And the same thing with team members. If you're working with them, keep them informed. Use the IM through Teams, through Slack, et cetera, whatever you're using to just have uh, conversations, casual conversations, as Kelly was talking about. If you have a quick question, if there's an issue that came up, use that. And to be present, whether you're in a virtual training, whether you're in a meeting, be present, flip your camera on once in a while. We want to see that, put your bit, your best face forward, like Kelly said. So those are my mentoring moments. What about you, Kelly? My mentoring moments would be to be maybe a little more aggressive than you might normally be. And what I mean by that is don't be shy. Um, connect with people on social media. I um, have met several people on LinkedIn in the past several weeks just because of a community that I joined and started a conversation with someone. So the way we communicate with people going forward is going to be different. So uh, aggressive may not be the right word. Just don't be afraid. Maybe that's the right word. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Just be friendly. Say, hi, I'm Kelly. Um, You said something that was of interest to me. I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. But I think make those connections, join the groups, join the training, go to the gatherings if it's online and just pop in, say, hi, Kelly's here. Turn it off or hi, Sarah's here or whatever. Just let people see you and um, show up and let them know that you're there. So that that was probably my biggest takeaway from the whole conversation is just, you know, say hello and connect, connect with people. That's the key word. Just connect with people in the best way that works for you going forward, because that is the way the future is going to be. So we all have to figure out what is the way that we can do that productively and um, most advantageously. 
Yes. So communication and connectedness going forward, guys, putting a lot of emphasis on that, especially if we're all going to be, not all, but most of us are going to be going to a hybrid model. And when you said be aggressive, I couldn't help but think of the old cheer. Be aggressive. Be be Be. aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're so right. (laughs) Like not in a negative way, but positive way. But yeah. Right. In a positive way. shy. All right, guys, that wraps up our episode for this week. As always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you so much for being a part of the Work BFF Mentoring Tribe. And remember, our movement grows not only through your support of our show, but all of us showing up and supporting other women through our mentorship and friendship. We would love to connect with you on social media. So find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, the Mentoring Lab Podcast. And from your Work BFF mentors, be safe, be positive, and tune in next week.